Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa, and today it is Wednesday, May 11th. May 11th. Tomorrow is my birthday. Fun fact, I am turning 41 years old tomorrow. 41. (laughs) Wow. What an interesting feeling it is to be in your 40s, yet still feel like you're in your 20s, you know? Isn't that interesting? I know that as we get older, sometimes we, um, I don't know, feel as though we need to be this thing that being 40 means you need to behave a certain way or have this much accomplished or be debt free or, you know, have all these things that, you know, milestones for in your 40s. And I just find that really interesting. You know, one of the biggest compliments that I received from my niece this summer while we were um, cottaging, she said, you're like a big kid. You're like an adult child. And of course, I I laughed and and then I sighed because thank you. Yes, I love to play and dance and have fun and be adventurous. But it's also so interesting that even a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old believes that 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 behavior is childish, all right? It was really interesting because then I started to sort of like ask myself questions here. At, At what point is a child supposed to stop playing and become a quote unquote adult? At what point? How much play is too much for an adult, you know? And, 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 and what's wrong with being silly, making up games, laughing until you cry because you have, you're having so much fun playing pretend or make-believe or whatever it is? Let me ask you this. Because I'm assuming most it's mostly chill, mostly adults listening to this. I don't know. Do I have any kid listeners around the world here? Let me know. Let me know if you are. Uh, I don't know. Under the age of majority, um, do you quiet or silence your inner child? Think about that for a second. Do you find yourself playing the role of a responsible adult? Like, and if you do, how tight is your discipline to the belief that kids will be kids and adults are different, All right? So despite the fact that play is such a big part of my life, I hold a lot of value in, I hold a lot of value in play and I actually make time for it. There's a, there was a period in my life where I lost the play and adventure though. It was a very 
dark time where I lost who I was. And in today's episode, in light of my 30, 31st, <laughs> yep, there it is, in light of my 41st birthday tomorrow, and the fact that I'm an intuitive awareness coach, and I know a lot of you are tuning in because you know we've been deep diving into intuitive awareness more and more, and you're having all these aha moments listening to these episodes. And by the way, I'm loving the con the comments. All the comments from the last episode in particular, I got a ton of DMs from people. Uh, and some new listeners too. So if you're new here, welcome, welcome. Happy you joined the conversation, all right? Because of the fact of all of this, I am going to break down five different ways that I personally was conditioned by the outside world, and I believe that everybody is domesticated, all right, to think and believe very specific narratives about how things are supposed to be. And now, I I also wanna break down how my subconscious had absolutely no idea that this was happening, okay? In other words, I had zero awareness that I was being conditioned to live my life in a, according to a very specific set of rules um, and a very specific direction. And I think a lot of these will resonate with you too, and I'm interested to know which ones speak to your life a little bit deeper, okay? So now, before I get into those, one of the biggest mistakes that people make, and I made this too, is that they are unaware of how domestication of humans, yes, we've all been through this process, we are, the biggest mistake is that we are unaware of how domestication works and that we are involved in this process, that we are all involved in this process, okay? How we've been domesticated and then in turn how we domesticate the people around us, our children, our friends, our community, how we rally people to side with us so that we can feel safe with what we believe to be true. We can feel like we belong. We have a sense of belonging. All right. This is this is all things that we are not taught and therefore we don't understand and it's a mistake. So here's how domestication works, okay? Domestication is the system of reward and punishment. It works like this. Every time you get something right, you get a reward that makes you feel happy or a version of happy. Punishment comes when you do something wrong. Now, the ways in which we are domesticated can vary depending um, it can be very different based on the individual or the culture, for example. However, the outcome is always the same. Self-judgment and conditional love. Here's an example. As you grew up and you quote unquote matured, if you were being told to act your age, or something along those lines, act your age, and that acting childish or playing was wrong as an adult, or even a sin, or you were being immature, immature, whatever the judgment or opinion was, later, as an adult, if your inner child wanted to play and you acted on that, 
what happens is your internal voice, your storyteller, would deliver judgment. It would most likely be very loud and it will have you second guessing your behavior. You'll most likely, I don't know, stop, settle down, you know, avoid, um, and remember that you're an adult now and adults don't behave this way, that it's wrong, something like that. And I wanna make this really clear, there's absolutely no blame for this. This is the current human condition. And to be honest, that judgment has most likely been passed down to you for generations. It's a generational belief to act your age, all right? Your grandparents were saying that, their parents, their grandparents, all the way up the line, act your age, right? The point is to become free of it, okay? Become free of it. So how the heck do we do that? (laughs) How are we being programmed or domesticated to, to allow for the outside world to determine how we feel internally? Ooh, it's big. Let's get into number one, shall we? Okay, so um, the first way is you take the opinions of influential people and you create a belief within it. Let me explain. There's, There's actually an important difference between an opinion and a belief. Okay, an opinion is when people are aware there are other perspectives other than their own, right? A belief is when someone's perspective is their truth, it's reality. There is no other way, okay? Now, the problem is that most people don't understand the difference between an opinion and a belief, and when they hear authority figures say something, they can subconsciously create attachments to that as being true. It becomes their reality and it can cause a lot of grief and suffering. So what do I mean by this? Okay, okay. Uh, Mom tells you to eat all your veggies when you're a kid and you do it. Um, If you do it, you'll be a good girl right? Reward punishment. If you don't, you'll be a bad girl. Mom's opinion of how we should eat, what we should eat, what's best for you. Absolutely. It comes from a good place. However, what happens for a lot of people is that as adults, they, they, they won't finish their veggies and that voice of judgment comes back. Okay. Because we have a created an attachment. We've, we now believe that this is the way we should be living our lives. And at first they'll hear, like as you grow up, you hear the voice of mom, like even if she's not there, right? You hear her voice saying, eat your vegetables or you're a bad girl or a bad boy. But as you get older, that voice becomes your own and you believe that you are the creator of that voice, that that voice is actually yours. All right, but really it was passed down to you. This is called self-domesticating. Like you are domesticated by authority figures and people in your life and then you begin to self-domesticate, all right? However, that belief is not true. 
you were just taught to think it was. All right. In recent news, let's let's bring it to the to to the now. Um, Kim Kardashian, and I cannot believe I'm talking about the Kardashians on the show, but yes, alas, the Met Ball happened last week, and uh, and Kim Kardashian wore that Marilyn Monroe 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 <laughs> Marilyn Monroe um, that golden gown that she wore for JFK's birthday. Uh, it's iconic, and um, it kind of was the biggest story uh, of the Met Ball, I think. Um, but it wasn't that she wore the gown. It was that she openly stated, this is Kim Kardashian, openly stated that she starved herself and lost 16 pounds in a month so she, she could fit into that dress. Ooh. So a lot of outside opinions came rolling in, right? People all over the world who were watching this unfold were sorting through which opinions resonated with them most. Some saw the Kim Kardashian wearing that dress and they saw the glamour and the fame and the perfection and the art and the beauty, okay? Um, you have to do what you have to do to be this icon, whatever. Others saw the, the body shaming, the self-shaming, the disordered eating, the pressure to be thin, fat phobia, etc. Okay, now it doesn't matter what I personally think about this situation, although you can probably guess what it is. The reality is that millions of women, of people, saw this icon, this influential person, do this thing, be praised for doing this thing, have it be completely glamorized, and then they see that and they attach meaning to it, all right? They believe that this is what they need to do to be praised, to be seen, to be iconic themselves, all right? And they bury that even though it hurts. They bury it deep inside and it becomes a belief. So someone's opinion about how they should live their life is now a belief to someone else. And it manifests as things like, um, I need to lose 20 pounds to fit into my wedding dress. I have this big event. I need to be thin for it. All the way to uh, to statements or things like, uh, what did I hear the other day? I used to say this too. Um, Summer bodies are built in winter. Oh my God, I loved that saying. I said it a thousand million zillion times when I was younger. <laughs> like, you're only beautiful and glamorous when you're thinner. See what I mean? So who has attached meaning to those statements that I just made? And that I just made? Who listening? Have you ever said those things to yourself before? Right? Have you tried to execute on this type of plan? Did it work? How long did it last? How long did that fulfillment or happiness last? Did you suffer? Was it worth it? Okay, like there are, there's a lot of things at play here, but we see, the point is, is that we see uh, influential people, they can be police officers, parents, but then also celebrities, newscast people, um, 
even public leaders say things. They, they're opinionated. They say things based off what they feel is, is the way. <laughs> it's an opinion. They know that there are other opinions out there, but this is the way they do it. And then we attach meaning to it and create beliefs that can and will cause suffering in our, in our lives. All right. There's a lot to unpack there, but that is the first way. Let's move on to number two. Number two of how the outside world controls your thoughts is through <laughs> blah, blah, judgment, judgment. You have been conditioned to hold your tongue and not say what you want to because of the fear of being judged. So this one um, goes out to everyone who bottles up the way that they've been feeling. All right. Who, who, who just, who's holding on, holding their tongue and dying inside. In fact, you might not even know you're dying inside. You might just feel sick to your stomach or have a sore throat. A lot of people that don't speak their mind, it manifests like in the throat chakra. Uh, you, you kind of feel sick a little bit. Or, um, or you have th- thoughts like you're never gonna be perfect enough because you always have a different opinion, so you have to agree with people or else you'll be alone, you'll be outcasted. So you just say that you agree and you, so that, so that you can belong. You literally lie, okay? This is a form of self-betrayal so that you can belong, okay? So knowing who you are and connecting and being true to your own values is key here. But there is a lot, okay, how can I say this? I, I think that our values are really lost on most struggling wellness warriors, people on their wellness journeys that are struggling because they don't know what to do next. They haven't paid attention. They are not aware of what's holding them back because they're controlled by what other people think. And this keeps them on the hamster wheel of death, only making choices for the approval of others and being unaware of it, not even knowing that that's happening. Let me tell you this, staying silent, hiding who you are, and internalizing the struggle is running rampant these days. It's like wildfire. It's like wildfire. It's out of fucking control. Why? Because cancel culture is dominating. Like, you don't think like me, you're out. You're no longer going to... Um, we, we no longer discern common ground. We are, we are no longer going to hold space or have compassion for those who disagree with us. We're just going to cancel them. Fuck them. How many times have you thought that? Fuck them. I don't need you. <laughs> right? It's like cool to cancel people in some areas of the world and in some with on certain topics. You're, you're cool. You're superior. You're better because you're like, fuck them. They are out. They're crazy. All right. Now, I'm not going to get into cancel culture, even though I really want to <laughs> right now. However, I did do an entire episode on it um, a few months ago. Go back, listen to episode 126. It's called Belonging 
authenticity and cancel culture. It's a good one. There's a lot of good nuggets in there. If you are if you are canceling other people, if you're a victim of cancel culture, this is going to really help you to um, sort of maybe lift the veil on that one a little bit. It's a good episode. But let's move on. Number three. Okay, this is a big one. Number three, and it all goes back to the ways in which we've been domesticated, of course, how you subconsciously decide what to do. Okay, how your actions and decisions have been automated. I also have a podcast on automations. I think it's just a couple back. Really powerful, really powerful how we automatically, how our reactions, our emotions, our decisions have been automated. So number three on how the outside world controls you is that your internal narrative, so your thoughts, what you're telling yourself, how you speak to yourself, is always trying to make you right instead of open-hearted. You know, like when you get into a conversation with someone and and you're thinking things like, this person is an idiot. <laughs> or you think, you have no idea what you're talking about. And then just insert your knowledge there. Like, this is the, the realness. This is what's really happening. This is the truth. And you're trying to like, push your truth on someone else, what you believe to be true. I would imagine that every single person listening today has done this before. I certainly have millions of times. Like before I practiced intuitive awareness, which is the observation of your domestication from the lens of the non-judgmental observer, how powerful is that? I would say anything to put me into the position of rightness. I would fucking make people so small, or at least try to. I was mean. It's I was I was mean. I was a mean girl. I thought I was just being right. I didn't know. I was just domesticated that way, and I just did it. I just did it without thinking. You know? In my mind, I was never wrong. I knew everything. You remember those days? Specifically in my 20s, I knew fucking everything. I believed that it was my way or the highway. I guess the point is, is that I was completely unaware. I was at that first like level zero, level one of on the awareness scale where there was very little room for curiosity in those days. And if I wasn't right, then I was wrong. And that made me a bad girl. And I wasn't going to have that because I was a damn freaking good girl. (laughs) I had to keep myself in that position of being good. Oof, man, I judge myself so hard. And the craziest part is that I wasn't even aware I was doing it. I didn't even know I was doing it. I just was doing it. And however, I did... This is just coming to me. Wow. Like, I liked, I just, I really liked being right. I really liked, you know how they say um, you judge other people and it makes you feel good about yourself because you're putting someone else down? That is like such a big, that was such a big lesson for me to observe how often I did that. Like, not even aware. And I just, I would leave the conversation being like, I, I won. I'm the best. I'm right. They're wrong. I'm better than them. I taught them a lesson. 
I sure showed them how to be better, how to be a good girl, you know, things like that. And it, it felt good. But, but was I actually right? What made me right? What makes you right? Why is being right so important to you? Right? If you are right, what does that make the other person? That is what's lost in our human psyche right now. The curiosity to observe where are those opinions and those projections coming from? Why do we fight to be right? All right? And there are very few absolutes in this world. And two things can be true at the same time, right? (laughs) Yes, and. It's the yes, and. I can be experiencing this, and you can be experiencing that. Beliefs are so um, complicated and layered, and actually, I want to throw in an example here. It's like, Let's just say everybody goes to the movies. I think I've given this example before, but I want to do it again. Um, let's just say 10 people all go to a movie theater and they watch a movie. Every single person watching that movie is going to create an opinion of whether they liked that movie or didn't like that movie. Everyone is going to create these opinions based on their subconscious beliefs, how they've been raised to think and feel and behave and what's good and what's bad. All right. So when they leave the movie, one of the biggest mistakes people make, and this is what I was talking about earlier, is that you will leave thinking that people felt the same way as you did (laughs) leaving that movie. But the reality is, is that if 10 people watch the movie, there's going to be 10 different opinions of whether that movie was good or bad. And then what happens is you receive this and like, and and you'll have people saying like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Don't go see it. And they'll start influencing, right? Don't see it. It was terrible. Or you'll be like, oh my God, that was such a good movie. Oh, I have to go see it again. You have to see it. Right. So there's going to be 10 different versions of that. All the shades, all the shades of the movie are going to come out and then it just sort of spider webs. And what you do is you start to collect um, the tribe. Like if someone says, oh, no, like, can you imagine how how would you feel if you came out of the movie and were like, that was so good. I love that. But then someone that you look up to, you're telling someone that you look up to says, oh, I didn't like that. I, I thought it was terrible. I can't believe you liked it. What's going to happen to you? You kind of like shrink all of a sudden, right? How often do you say, well, oh, that's okay that you didn't like it. I'm still going to stand in the power that I felt because I loved it. How often do you say that? No, you go like, oh, oh, maybe it wasn't that good. Oh, well, maybe, you know, your light just sort of dims and you get quiet because this person's better than you and their opinion's different than yours. So you have to make yourself small so that they don't think that you're crazy and that they like you. Okay. That's a real life example of what happens. 
However, two things can be true at the same time. Being right, righteousness is binary. It's actually the, a principle in black and white thinking. It's attaching conditional love to the people in your life. You, I will only accept you and love you when you agree with me or when we're both right. You can't think differently than me or else you're out, <laughs> right? Imagine a world where we can accept that we're not always right and that sometimes we've been wrong. In fact, we've been wrong many times in the past. Imagine entering a conversation without so much certainty of what we think we know and have openness that the people we disagree with might be right or have some truth to what they're saying. This is the open-hearted. This is what I mean by open-hearted. Open-hearted conversations allow for discussion and mutual agreement. They also separate you from the emotional attachments that you have to what other people think. Imagine being separated by that, allowing your iconic uh, friend say, I didn't like that movie, and you still being 100% complete. You're totally separate from their opinion. You still feel awesome and good and whole and that your opinion matters, that the way you thought of the movie is relevant. Imagine that, that's powerful. That's powerful. Okay, let's move on to number four, which is <laughs> the most modern form of programming, the mind. Um, number four is social media. Now, I wanna talk about a very specific aspect of social media, the part where you know that Instagram isn't real, but you still think it's real. Okay, sure, Instagram is a fucking beast. It can be gentle and it can be savage, all right? And one of the biggest mistakes the struggling wellness warrior makes, and you might be making this mistake also without zero awareness, is that um, you create unattainable standards and goals based off what you think you see online, okay? So these goals and standards are unattainable because they're literally fake. But I think people, this is like, this is the cherry on top of this whole thing. I think people might be starting to shift with this. I, I just, I hope, they certainly have in my circle, in my community, in the Elise Unfiltered community for sure. But have you noticed that curated perfect feeds aren't as attractive to you as they used to be, okay? Have you noticed that big brands and huge accounts are moving away from that perfect curated feed and showing more uh, and more and more real life? Like that is incredible, I love it. Lululemon actually is an awesome example. Whether you love Lululemon or you hate them, two to three years ago, their IG was like, plastered with thin white yoga bodies. Uh, it was perfectly curated. It was very branded. And now, if you go on their feed right now, go look at Lululemon's Instagram, you see real people, real bodies, 
less and less edited photography, more live action realness. It's amazing. People are craving connection so badly right now. And nobody connects at the soul level, at that deepest level, with perfect curated shit. Nobody. That's the superficial belief that is like really uninspiring right now. And like, that's why most people know IG isn't real. However, they're still stuck in that domesticated loop because that's what they once believed and they're stuck cycling in that loop. And one of the best ways to break the loop, to break your domestication around this belief is to take massive, imperfect action. Post the photo, share the story, do the thing without conditions. Ask yourself, why am I hesitating? Why am I afraid? of this. What is standing in what beliefs are standing in my way? Where did I learn this? How did I learn this? All right? Listen. The people you think are seemingly successful all have flaws that they're most likely desperately trying to hide because of the fear of being judged. Let's go back to point number 2. The fear of being judged. Most people are controlled by what other people think. Okay? Or might think. So, and just just one more thing about IG and the perfection and stuff like this. I'm not, I do think that this is one small element of social media because I do think that there are some really cool creative accounts and artistic, um, <clears throat> our artists, artistry is, is I, do, I love art. <laughs> There's a difference between someone curating an image of who they are and an artist or a photographer or someone showing an, a side of, of a person. Like there's artisticness and then there's curated bullshit. And I think we're really starting to see a separation of that right now online, which I personally love. So pay attention to that, okay? And, and remember, I wanna leave you with this. 60% is perfect. 100% perfect is failure. If you can't learn or grow or sit with the discomfort of doing something outside of the box you live in, that's a fail. Okay? Now, number five, last but not least, and this is a controversial one because, and of course I had to include this, because this is ultimately the biggest controller of the world at the moment. Number five, the media. The biggest way the outside world controls you is through news media, okay? News media, it controls your mood, it controls your sense of safety, your opinions, okay? It domesticates you to be a good girl or a bad girl. And in Canada right now, news media is a disgrace. And I've made this abundantly clear that I'm not a fan of media. In fact, I stopped watching it six years ago when I realized how bias and binary it had become. So just so you know, right now in Canada, our news media is very left on the political spectrum. It's very liberal. Now, I am a person who has voted liberal 
her entire life. I was an athlete. I, I, I do lean to the left. All right. However, I even started and, 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 and yes, news media in Canada is the CBC is, is very left. It's very left. And I even started to understand and see how binary it is. All right. Media is a business. They're in the business of making you feel a very specific way so that you can make decisions that meet their bottom line. And even as a liberal, I recognize that this is no longer the news. This is no longer about what's happening in the world. It's about curating a narrative that pulls you into a, a certain way of being. All right. And I stopped watching it six years ago. I do not watch the news. And yet I also, I hold so much compassion for the people that still believe that what they see, what they hear in the news, what, what their channel six news, six o'clock stories are true. I understand why you put your full trust in this business. It's because it wasn't always complete uh, propaganda. I don't like using that word, but I'm using it. Television wasn't always owned by big pharma and big tech and the government. It used to be independent media. Yet very powerful people have been slowly but surely controlling the narrative that you see. Even before the pandemic, which I think millions of people actually have started to wake up to this sort of like bullshit news. All right. But it's so captivating. They do such a good job of like targeting the, your identity, who you are, and then saying like, and can you believe this? <laughs> and, 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 and creating, both sides do this, the left and the right, they both do it. It's all political. News is political. It's no longer the news. All right. And people are starting to break free from that loop. All right. The bias has become so profoundly one-sided that most news stations, in my opinion, are starting to lose credibility. We're starting to see that it's cr there's a crack in the in the plan. Turning off my TV six years ago didn't mean that I was out of touch with the world either. Sure, I was kind of concerned because I loved it. I watched CNN every single morning. I I read the newspaper. I did all the things. I looked at headlines, and so I know that it will feel like that at first. But trust me, you will still learn about what's important, the important current events. Okay. You will hear about it, but what you will do, what this will do, not watching the news will allow you to shift into a positive frame of mind and let go of some of the fears that are being shoved down your throat 24 seven that you're not even aware of because you're just expecting you like you're, we are literally addicted to negative headlines. This is the way the brain works. It's so fascinating how the human brain is attracted to negativity, but it is, and you're just like fueling that fire stoking it, for example, okay, headlines decide whether you're interested in a story or not. That's like clickbait. There's like brainiacs, geniuses working at what sort of headlines are going to get the reader to tune in, to read, or the listener, whatever. Clickbait is a thing. We laugh about it, but it's a thing. And it's becoming even more psychological these days, all right? Um, there's 
actually this really cool Instagram account. It's called All Sides Now, at All Sides Now. I don't know how I discovered it. I discovered it during like the protests in Ottawa uh, because I was just like sickened. I was sickened by what I was seeing and hearing. Um, anyways, this Instagram is really interesting. It's headlines from news media from different political biases. So for example, uh, they, they exemplify headlines from the left, from the center and the right. And it's fascinating to see the spin that both like that, the, that the politics has on specific issues. Let me just pull this up here. Hold on a second. Okay. So example, we've all heard by now that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. So the news is Elon Musk purchased Twitter. That is the truth. You cannot dispute that. That is, um, there's no opinion there. The fact is Elon Musk purchased Twitter. End story. Okay. Now, depending on who you listen to, or how you received this information, your opinion was likely formed based on like what political uh, news media you listen to. So the headlines from all sides now, the central news, um, the central news, so right in the middle said this. This was their headline on the same day. Here's a simple way Elon Musk could make Twitter better. Okay, that's central news media. From the right, the headline was, because of Elon Musk, tyrants are grieving. That's the right, okay? Because of Elon Musk, tyrants are grieving. All right, and then from the left, the line was, Elon Musk is a problem masquerading as a solution. So interesting. We go from, here's a simple way Elon Musk can make Twitter better, to because of Elon Musk, tyrants are grieving, to Elon Musk is a problem masquerading as a solution. Now, depending on how you heard the news, you're going to side with one of those three things. Just like the basic, this is the fact, or the political spectrum, right? It's so interesting. Who can see the bias there? Okay. If you want to go check out All Sides Now on Instagram, they do a decent job of showing the angles and showing that bias. And for many, accounts like this are are stepping up and helping them break that bias loop, break out of the, oh my gosh, this is the only way, this is the way, this is the way the world is. It's not. It's the way that... that a, a station or a company is framing the world so that you believe and side with them and meet their bottom line. If you watch the earth, the earth, if you watch the news, I, I really suggest, I highly suggest you try this. Okay. Stop watching the news and watch your life, your emotional stability and your wellness dramatically improve. In fact, in as little as 30 days, one month, stop watching the news for a month and you will feel less anxious and stressed about your life. I can guarantee it. I guarantee it. Stop watching the news for a month and you're going to wake up to a brighter, sunnier day. Okay. So to summarize, 
We have all been domesticated to think and believe and act and behave in a certain way. Yes, you self-judge and self-domesticate and you think your internal voice is your own. Yes. Domestication does, however, have some value. It's not all bad news, <laughs> okay? I wanna make it clear that Yes, we have learned to safely navigate this crazy world. We've learned to survive. We've made decisions that keep us alive, that keep us um, safe. We've learned how to love, how to care for the earth. These are all sort of frameworks. Think about like the, the framework that you navigate your life with. They're not all bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is. And, and we've learned to care for connection and to take care of people and, and to love and so many other wonderful aspects of life. Domestication isn't bad. The problem is that many of the boxes that we've been put into and ultimately agreed to stay in through self-domesticating, we've locked ourselves in, are in fact causing us tremendous stress and anxiety and suffering even though we don't even know that that's why the things are happening. In other words, we are behaving and being something that, that we're not. It's like, the, it's like the domesticated lions. Oh, well, he's gentle. And then he bites. Like his instinct is, is to attack. A lion will always be a lion, even if you dress him up as a cat, right? So, so these, some of the messages in the boxes we've been put in are confusing and they torment us because we are told this is who you are. This is how you must live your life to be a good girl. And now you're being a good girl and you're living your life as a good girl. And you're thinking, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I not happy? Why isn't this giving me the joy that it once did or the joy I was told to be? I was told it would. So if you've ever thought this way, if you're thinking this way, this is a huge red flag, huge. This is a magical place. It's the, 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 the splitting of the road, practicing intuitive awareness, which is the foundation of my work and, you know, sneak peek um, in the next four to six weeks, the doors to my brand new program will be opening, so stay tuned for that. Um, intuitive awareness will allow you to see the options more clearly and to choose, you can like to choose differently. So here are your options. You can keep doing the same thing you're doing in the loops and suffering, otherwise known as your comfort zone. And you know, your loops might, might be, um, um, last a little bit longer. They might be a little bit shorter based on what you decide to do in the moment, but you're going to keep throwing darts in the wind trying to get something to land. Or you can pay attention to what's standing in your way, learn how to overcome that, learn why it's there in the first place and why it's limiting you and literally put your big kid pants on and start to redesign your life. When you practice awareness, you will become this all will become so clear. The art of detaching is like a magical spell that like lifts you out of the fog of the world. 
the, the blurry, dizzy, fuzzy, unsure, uncertain, scary bullshit that you cultivate, the stories that you tell yourself in your mind, they don't have the same attachment that they once did. They don't have the same power over you as they once did. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So DM me on IG, leave a review even. Subscribe right now so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. They're just gonna get better and better here. We're, we're doing things differently. And, and, and let's dissolve those limiting beliefs that are controlling you together, shall we? Oh, and if you wanna get me a birthday gift, <laughs> okay, I actually want you to gift yourself something this year, okay? Gift yourself the gift of play. Go and play. Go play outside. Go have fun. Be a child, all wild and free, okay? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify and give the show a five-star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to elisaunfiltered.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.